Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Grossly Normal Podcast, a podcast where we discuss not only medical, clinical, and scientific facts or ideas that are interesting to us, but also have an honest conversation about everything and anything, because healthcare people are people too. The podcast content reflects our own opinion and views and is not to be used for any medical advice. We declare no conflict of interest. We're live. I don't know what oh, that was, that was okay. for. I like the video thing. <laughs> Just, you need like the yeah. end scene. End, end scene. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, let's start with self-intros. Okay. Um... Hi, my name is Wing Tang. I'm a physiotherapist. I've been a physio since 2016, I believe. And I'm currently in Vancouver. And hi, everyone. My name is Bayan. And I'm a neonatologist uh, since actually two years now, since my fellowship. And uh, I'm currently in Montreal, Quebec. (laughs) Woohoo! Today's topic is January low and what it means to be successful. Um, I think it comes in nicely just after Valentine's Day to talk about what it means to be mm-hmm. feeling low about mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Wing Ting, do you want to tell people what a January low is? Because this was new to me. When I say like caseload is low and your income is low, that's a January low. And so it's mm-hmm. a, it's kind of a like a trend in the clinic, more clinical, mm-hmm. private care setting mm-hmm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um and that makes you question sometimes how, like, what am I doing? And, like, am I not being successful because I'm not having that, that influx of people coming in? But, you know, uh, over the years, you realize it's just like people don't want to come in. Either right. they're like, um, I've used all the my benefits and whatnot, and they don't want to restart the benefits just right. yet. You know, in February, it might be a better time to return to physio and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That makes people question themselves in terms of, like, oh, I'm not seeing a lot of clients or a lot of patients. Does it mean that I'm not successful because I'm not having that, you know, that income? Mm-hmm. And so, like yeah. a lot of people might feel that, um, like what you're saying is people that equate caseload with success. Yeah, is perhaps a common thing. Like regardless of the income, because sometimes yeah. you might have a little bit of a higher caseload if you're working in a certain environment, but it doesn't necessarily exactly. mean more income. I yeah. think. But it can still feel that, you know, let's say I didn't see this many patients or I didn't do as many cases. Could it be that I was not as successful? And I and I think a lot of it stems back to, you know, how our training was and how we were taught from very young Mm. age. Like, you know, we went to university like 17, 18 years old and you're Mm. told the more you do, the better you're going to be. And so I imagine with caseload, it's the same thing. The more patients you see, the more income you make. Yeah, exactly. Or even just more income, you're just you're more successful, right? Exactly, yeah. But in yeah, that's like a of course like you know like more income, successful, but the thing is I think in the clinic because you equate people as in a way that's that sounds really bad and I don't want to say, dive into it in the first episode, but sometimes people can equate patients as um income in private setting mm-hmm. and that's really real. Um, if they don't show up sometimes depending on your clinic policy you don't get paid right so yeah like the caseload you the higher caseload you might have the more income you might kind of equate it to although that's not always the case because like like you said depending on the on the company and the setting maybe you're just you know paid hourly rate and you don't really Mm -hmm. care right Mm -hmm. but most people let's say if they're like self-employed um they would 
see the the numbers equal in, like success or like money equals success. And you know thing. what's interesting is that if you look at most healthcare professionals are self-employed mm-hmm. or are independent, you know, workers. Yeah, yeah people when don't you think know about it. They don't know that. And yeah. so they don't realize that the way that healthcare professionals are paid is by fee for service or most most yes. I'm not saying everybody because there yeah. are salaried individuals and what fee for service means for people who don't know it basically means if you've provided a service you're going to get paid the difference between Canada for example and the US is that the government takes care insurance companies take mm-hmm. care of that payment um, in the US it's mostly insurance or out of pocket for mm-hmm. the patients and so oftentimes in movies and media they you know dollar signs patients like mm-hmm. that's how people equate it mm-hmm. and in Canada we think we're kind of beyond that but the reality is no we still get paid mm-hmm. the same way it's just it's not as transparent for example and so yeah. it's you're right like I can yeah. I can I like I know what you mean like even for me like if I go on um, vacation it's unpaid vacation it's not oh is it yeah so you don't get paid you just don't get paid you didn't do a service so you're not getting paid and i think that's where that low comes in and how that psychologically can affect you is that if Mm -hmm. you feel like you're doing less then maybe i am less um and could i you know should i not do more and should i not maybe work nights and should i not work evenings and should i not work to like pick up the load exactly and i've definitely done that and i well, even even recently, I have I have done that, but uh, I I think that for a new grad, like if they're like if any new guys listening, um, it's not unless like I'm like unless there's something really wrong with the practice, but usually the low is just like a trend and it just mm-hmm. happens. And it's not really in your control because people come in if they need they need to see you. If they don't mm-hmm. need to see you and and whatnot, then you know that that's that. It has nothing to do with you yeah. and your practice. A lot of times so yeah no yeah. and actually it might be a good thing that they're not coming to see you they're not in oh, that yeah, absolutely. need absolutely right oh my God. For, for physiotherapy i have all this sometimes i have this gripe because for physio you don't want to or for any any profession really you don't want to your patient to come to see you all the time because then you're like okay what, what about self-management mm-hmm. um are they not getting better they're just kind of like seeing you just you know for for fun <laughs> Could it be, let me be a little bit mm. of a devil's advocate here. Could mm. it be, you know how there's some people who go see their like family physician mm. or their chiropractor yeah. or whomever just for like general health, not because there's yeah. actually yeah, a like physical maintenance, right? Maintenance. That's yes. the word. Maintenance. Yes. You know what yes. I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. It's also a huge thing in for like physio as well. Like you go to physio for maintenance, okay? That's like I feel like it's like a different to- another topic. But the thing is, you could, but you still need to work on a goal. And the thing is, you yeah. probably don't need to come go see them once every week for maintenance because right. what's the point of maintaining at once every week? Maybe it's yeah. like once every few months. Right. But yeah, I get you. I get what you're saying. Like maintenance, kind of taboo, but also I can see why they want to do maintenance if people have the means to do maintenance why not i mean that's another thing is that people who are able to to afford this kind like i mean a lot of Mm. people might have insurance and Mm -hmm. can have these needs covered but Mm -hmm. you're right it's not something that we think about necessarily 
um, you know, the affordability of yeah. like what you call quote unquote maintenance. And I think, yeah. like you said, it's a whole subject in itself. And I think there's a lot of taboo around it. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But going back on track. Oh, um, yeah. For <laughs> diverging. <laughs> diverging. But um, for success, right? For physio, right. we that's how we quote unquote measure success. But right. for you, like in your domain, how mm-hmm. is success measured? You know what? I actually had, so as physicians, we go through every few years, if you work uh, in in a hospital setting, through what we call a performance review. Have you done one of those for your clinic before? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 But it's more so like numbers and money. Number, money-wise. Okay, so Mm -hmm. this is more from an academic, like how much are you contributing? And just for other people to know, like a lot of people might be involved in like research or, you know, administrative work or... Um, other tasks that are not necessarily clinical and it's still part of their job description and not necessarily like th- th- that's not a fee for service that's just mm. out of your own time doing that right yeah. but anyway so there's this workload that's being evaluated evaluated on a you know usually three-year basis with COVID things have slowed down but anyways now we're getting back on track and so I had my evaluation actually today <gasps> and um it's basically to have for me it was a bit soon because I you know just recently started and and so there's there's not much to evaluate because it's just mm. it's a little fresh but it is so nerve wracking because what they're evaluating you is on your productivity and productivity I think is hard to measure I think there's a lot of metrics for productivity overall whether it's you know, personal life, or in our case, like the clinical world, or productivity mm-hmm. in terms of other like management or mm-hmm. uh, efficiency and 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 tasks or whatever it may be, it's hard to have output when the world is kind of slowed down, especially with COVID. Mm-hmm, and so, yeah. to show that you've been productive during COVID, when everybody slowed down, and there's so many external factors that come into play into how you can do things. Um, it's it's hard and you feel like, oh, I could have done more. I could be doing more right mm-hmm. now. Kind of like the January low. Like yeah. maybe I should be doing more and I'll feel more successful or my evaluation yeah. will have like a, you know, a yeah. 10 on 10 with yeah. A pluses all over. But the reality is it's, it's not always like that. And to somebody, you know, going through a fine comb through those, you're, mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it hits and, you. Yeah, for sure. And also, it's beyond the January low, there's like a COVID low. Like, mm, it's hard mm. for you to, like, when you're doing a performance review, it's hard to see, like, oh, how productive you are if, if during COVID, of course, things have kind of slowed down. Then Did you it, see those memes of, like, people saying they just want the last two years, like, completely gone and erased? <laughs> like, they were a waste of my life, you know, waste Honestly, of two years. You know, for some reason... 2020 has been quote unquote more productive been more productive for me than 2021 Mm. oddly enough i think because i became like that 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 c word which is complacent (laughs) (laughs) i became a little bit complacent in 2021 just like i'm like oh i'm just gonna wait for the for this to be over right so yeah 2021 was i mean it was a fine year but at the same time um like i don't know what happened and 
Yeah. But could it be that you were just dealing with like the trauma of what 2020 was? (laughs) Like maybe you were just like that little hamster and the little wheel like running in 2020, making it to the end goal. And in 2021, you realize, no, there isn't an end goal. It's just like we have to wait till this ends. Yeah, kind of. I think maybe in 2020, everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, we can do this together. All that. And in 2021, we're just like, oh, we're still here. We're still doing this. No, guys, I'm doing this alone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm becoming a hermit. Goodbye. Yeah, and then actually, like, uh, because like now things are opening up, and where I am in BC, things are really opening up. Like, quote unquote, right. dancing is allowed soon enough. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Quebec, it's not allowed. Oh, I know. I know. So like, <laughs> things like maybe maybe like if you see my Instagram or whatnot, people are like being like, "What is she doing?" But actually, because it's allowed now. But um, what am I? What am I saying at this point? I kind of lost my train of thought. Oh man. But yeah, basically like we're still in not in the thick of it, but it's kind of right. like tapering off. Yeah. And it's like um like a marathon. Yeah. And you lose your juice. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Well, I think actually that I was one of, it was one of the things I wanted to ask you is like how do you think we're going to go back to this are normal like is there a going back to normal lives and this feeling of productivity that we used to have pre-covid is definitely different from the way we feel about productivity and successfulness Mm -hmm. now i think that's shifted so how do you think are we going to go back to it do you think it's just going to be modified or oh for sure everything i think is going to be modified but also productivity will have almost like a different kind of view like okay uh, this just came up to my mind, but like people will expect you to do things when you're not at work, for example. Yeah. Because you can work from home and you can answer emails from home. Oh, yes. You can yes. do this at home. So like maybe we won't, it's going to be even, I don't want to say worse, but they'll demand different things. I think it's going to be harder to turn off. Like yeah. I think it's actually going to be harder because there's this expectation, well, you did it for two years. Yeah. You can still do it now. Yeah, you know? yeah, basically. And um, I also, though, because I'm, like, in private setting, I can also do, like, um, let's say phone consults or whatnot at home. So that's already kind of, like, quote-unquote working from home. Um, I don't know if it's going to be more. But, yeah, the expectation is going to be perhaps higher mm-hmm. um, for productivity. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um and that ties into all the, what's it called? How do you measure success? Because if your peers are willing to do, let's say, like keep up with the productivity, then mm-hmm. would you have to keep up? And would that be considered, you know, successful mm. instead? Yeah, I think it's hard to distinguish those two because, again, in healthcare, what people, it, it, they're competitive fields. Like, mm-hmm. let's be real, to get into a lot of healthcare mm-hmm. fields, it's very competitive from early on. Yeah. So you're kind of bunching up a group of people that are competitive together, mm-hmm. and then you measure their success, quote unquote, whatever success means, mm-hmm. to different people, but you're still measuring it, and then yeah. you're comparing each other, yeah. and you're comparing to each other in terms of milestones, whether it's like, I opened my own clinic, or yeah. I'm like working at an academic center, or look, I published this like amazing yeah. review, and even in personal lives, people are comparing themselves in the house, yeah. like, oh, she got married, or oh, While look, she has this. a kiss. Yeah, look yeah. at them traveling and doing yeah. philanthropy work or whatever. So the people yeah. compare. And then yeah. all of a sudden, p- 
people are okay with, you know, I'm not going to say they're okay with burnout, but they're okay with not turning off or allowing like work to escape to home because yes. we allowed it for so yes. long. Yes. And then you're just going to have people burn out. I think I you're going to have people if they're just, not already burnt out. If they're not already like honestly traumatized and burnt out from this pandemic. Yeah. Like it it's going to happen now. Yeah. Yeah. Um speaking of competitive field, I do I do think like rehab is in some ways, it, and don't don't quote me on it again. Um, less competitive than medicine, but increasingly more and more competitive because people want to get into the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do see that. Let's say all that uh, involvement in academics or like opening a clinic being something that people compare themselves, you know, against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, to to see like what, what's considered successful um but beyond that like like we said in the blurb healthcare people are people too so <laughs> does success mean it's just your career that's a wrap on tonight's episode thank you for joining us here at grossly normal this was by Anne and wing ting and good night, and good night.